Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Name? Nadim. What city? Oh, Ottawa. What family? Do I say my last name? I don't know if you want. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's it. That's my opening. That was good. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I see. I see where you're going. Did, yeah, it happened in the movie. It did. Like right at the beginning. <laughs> Proof that I watched it. Proof that you watched the first like six minutes. Who knows if you watched the other three hours and 40 minutes of it. I'll tell you what I did. Oh, okay. We'll get to that eventually. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Hi, Hi We're recording face-to-face one more time. Live, in live, person. Live, in person. We aren't watching our next week's movie, actually. No. We also didn't decide what we're doing. Next week? Yeah. No. Well, so, we're going to take a pause to order pizza anyways. Oh, yes. <laughs> Keep that in. Yeah. Nita yeah. and I are actually here together because we're going to watch Kate Blanchett's Tar. Tar. Together. Because it's $25 to rent. Yes. And that feels redundant for both of us to rent. We are fiscally responsible yes, adults. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. we're going to rent one version and watch it together. It's also three, almost three hours. Two hours and like 40 minutes. Will we make it? Who knows? Who knows? It's a character study about a conductor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Mitha? I'm here. It's, it's the day after Christmas. It is. It is Boxing Day in Canada. Yes. Happy Boxing happy Day to boxing you. Day. Did you buy anything? No. I'm past the age. I think I'm past that age. Right. Because then you end up buying garbage because it's on sale. It's shit you don't need. You, I never. You and have so, to ask yourself, would I have bought this if it was If it wasn't price? on sale. Yeah. yeah. I do kind of want to buy a TV. <laughs> yeah. I went to Walmart and I saw people buying TVs. And I get that. Yeah. TVs. Electronics is the one place mm-hmm. where it's like you wait for Boxing Day to do it. Yeah. But also because of Black Friday, I don't think Boxing Day has the same weight it, it no, does No, it doesn't anymore. have the same bang. No. But I don't understand why Canadians do Black Friday. Like, I still don't get it. Because of Americans. But, like, we need to be our own person. No, but I think we do it because of, like, globalization and because things happen in America and we have access to those sales and, like, then those sales spread over here and, like, <laughs> American companies then have, like, that's, that's why it's happening, so... And I'm tired of it. I'm As a former retail employee. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm actually more surprised that people across the world do it. Oh, I yeah. get why we do it, but mm-hmm. why is, like, Japan doing Black Friday? Well, now, like, people are doing cu- um, Singles Day, too, which is, like, crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, which I like. I like Singles Day. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. As a single, I like the thing. Yes, exactly. Day. Yeah. Okay, in our small talk portion today, Mita, we saw, we've had a very productive movie time. We have. I individually have had a very productive movie oh, time. Oh, tell me what you've seen. Oh, but you know what I've seen. But we're going to talk about it okay. on the podcast. You've so, just seen the one thing? No. Oh. Well, anyway, first I saw Glass Onion, Mita. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I told you I was watching Glass Onion. Right, yes. I was not supposed to be here, actually, but we had a terrible winter storm. And then I decided, oh, my God, Mita reminded me that it was coming out and I watched it that night. Mm-hmm. So I saw the Glass Onion. And my thoughts are, I've mm-hmm. told you this, but I will tell the podcast, I didn't love it as much as you. No, no. And I knew you wouldn't. But I think what you pointed out was you saw it in theater. Yes. And I saw it in my home. Yes. Even though I have a theater, yes. it's not the same. No. It's not, and also, so I started it today with my dad, because he liked Knives Out, too, and watching it with somebody is actually quite fun. Okay. It's really fun to have somebody there with you and watching it. Okay. Did you watch it alone? I watched it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you and I should watch Glass Onion of Tar. It doesn't work out. (laughs) I mean, we're watching all of Tar. (laughs) Okay. That's enough one And then we'll watch And then we'll watch another two hour and 20 minute movie. But it is really fun with somebody there. Okay. Yeah. It is a fun movie. I will give it that. But I like I was mentioning to you, I thought it... I love the smallness of, of Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the, like, contained it was. Yes. It wasn't trying to be anything. And this isn't trying to be anything. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. I think as an individual film, it still stands. But Knives Out was just so, like... It was a murder mystery in a house amongst a family. Mm-hmm. And there was some... To- there was, like, a subtle theme of, like, xenophobia. The, yes. And it, that was it. It was very simplistic. This is... Try, it, by nature, as a sequel, it has to outdo the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's clearly trying to do that. It needs to be a bit bigger. It needs to be bigger. Yeah. And I don't love that period yes. about it. Because I think what I loved about Knives Out was the ec- economy of it. Yeah. And this is huge. It's grand. It's very grand on every level. But also still enjoyable. Because I think he could have made it so grand yeah. that it would just have cheapened the whole thing. Yeah. Which is what my concern was 
going in. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like that they're yeah. doing a sequel. But it's still very Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And it still has, like, a point and a message. Yes. And maybe it's more of an obvious message. Yeah. But it's still quite enjoyable. It's still... Uh, uh, even an average Ryan Johnson movie is a good movie. Yeah. And I'll say that. Even though you weren't a fan of Looper, mm-hmm. I still think Ryan Johnson trying something and doing something interesting is still worth your time. Exactly, yeah. Even if you... You might not like it in the end, but it's, like, still worth your time because... He's trying something when so many people don't try things. Yeah. So I'll say like Knives Out, the first one, is a mm-hmm. great film. Yeah. But this is a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good assessment. Mm-hmm. I, I think you said you would rate it four and a half stars. Yeah. Are you sticking to that? No. Okay. I'm going to lean towards four. And Knives Out is still four and a half? Yeah. Knives okay. Out is still four and a half. That's fair. Yeah. I would give Knives Out four and I would give this three and a half. Okay. And I think I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. But I will... I do have the inclination to watch it again. Right? But I like to give time between movies, so I'm not going to do it right away. If you watch it again, either watch it with me or yeah. like with somebody. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then Mita and I actually went to the movies together on we Christmas Eve. We did. That was nice. It was nice. Maybe that should be our new tradition. Yeah, on Christmas yeah. Eve. I like that. And we saw Babylon. Yes. Which I had been calling Barbarian. <laughs> uh, well. Which was not the same movie. But no, kind of. But kind of, there, there was a moment where you're like, is this barbarian? So we did talk about it after we saw it. Are your thoughts still the same? Yes. Okay. I, so give me your thoughts. And okay, then I'll give you I had idea. very low expectations okay. going into this. And I was telling you like the months leading up, I don't think it's going to be good. I think yeah. it's too much. I think there's like a lot going on here. There's like every Hollywood star mm. you can imagine. Yeah. And it, it, I went into it thinking this is going to be very disjointed. Yeah. It is disjointed, but it does work in a lot of places. Yeah. And so I was like very surprised by the things that I did like about it. Yeah. It's at the same time still very messy. Yeah. And like a lot of it doesn't work. It a doesn't, lot of the mess doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. The mess doesn't work. And like a lot of it felt like it's meant to be wild and crazy for like no purpose and no reason. Yeah. But yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I, I definitely felt all of the same things. And I think where uh, where Glass Onion is is also messy, but the mess works, mm-hmm. this is just messy. Yeah. And like, this is brand new. We're not going to spoil anything about it. I found it way too long. About like 40 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's about three hours and 10 minutes. And like, so much of this movie just lifts right out. Yeah. And that's never good. And I felt like, I mentioned this to you, but I felt like it was Damien Chazelle really trying to move away from the small films he's made, mm-hmm. like Whiplash and La La Land and even First Man. I felt like he was just like, okay, I did a lot of these small, decent films, and now I just want to do something barbaric, essentially. Like yeah. something like wild and crazy. Wild. Yeah. And he did that. Did you know that this was what he wanted to do originally? Like he wanted this to be his first film? Really? Yeah. How was he ever going to get this made without the, any sorry, cloud? His first film after Whiplash. Before La La Land. Before La La Land. And so then someone went to him and was like, that's really grand and extravagant. Why don't you do something smaller like a musical? That's literally what someone said to him. Well, that worked. That's how he was allowed to make this. Exactly, yeah. So that worked out for him. Because I'm then thinking, imagine this was his sophomore film. Like, we wouldn't... Oh, I wouldn't respect it as much. We would not be talking Damien Chazelle. No, we wouldn't be. I think I'd just be like, wow, you have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Like, this is a mess as a film. But this is senior year for him. Yeah, this is senior year. (laughs) And and he gets... And he gets... But that he gets away with it because he gets to try something because he has made a La La Land. Yeah. And it's been like, okay, I know you can do this and you do it well and you're trying something different and it doesn't work. And that's okay because you did make La La Land. Yeah. And then that's what senior year is about. Yeah. You get to do whatever exactly. you want. Exactly. That's what it, it is. It doesn't matter. You're going to college. Like <laughs> I will say this stayed with me longer than Avatar, which I just recently saw. Oh, so. yes. That was the other thing that yeah. you saw. Oh, wait. We but I, talk we talked about, about it last we week. But in terms of like, I woke up the next day and I've still been like, Thinking about it a little, the music was the score incre- is, fantastic. is fantastic. Listen it's to ex- it on the way here. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's so good. And like even the like overall like feeling of it, there is a feeling that you yeah. get from it, and I think that it has a lasting power. Mm-hmm. There are things that don't work. The ending does not work. No, like not even kind of. There's a moment where the ending could work. could work, and then it just he goes mucks on. He mucks it up. It goes yeah. on too long. It gets self indulgent. I, I think I would love to see an edited version of this because there are sequences that are that I, this is a bit of a spoiler, but not where Margot Robbie does her first sound movie. Yeah. That entire sequence is incredible. It's so good. There's some real like top tier filmmaking and it's muddled by just not even laziness, just over ambition mm-hmm. because like some of those things are like 
He's magic. He's so strong when it comes to comedy. I think he needs to and embrace that And, like, subtle that comedy. Yeah. Like, real subtle. That whole... That... That, that It's, like, ten thing, minutes, yeah. and it's just, like... You and I were literally... I We were both laughing, laughing like, the entire like, time. out loud. There's some, yeah. like, great performances and comic timing and, like, really, really good stuff. And I think that's... It's more... It's not necessarily a bad movie. It's disappointing, because I think it actually had the power to be the movie he wanted it to be mm-hmm. if he had just reined it in a little bit yeah. more. Star rating. Oh, we never got We never got that. there, yeah. I feel like I'm going to land at three stars. I did my IMDb reading, which was six. Yeah. Because IMDb makes you do it by ten. Okay. And I, yeah, I feel like if I'm just going to do The Division, it is a three-star yeah. movie for me. Because, like, while it is wild and crazy and, like, disjointed, the performances in it are very good as well. I don't remember his name, the musician. Oh, I don't remember his Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He has this one scene in the movie that yeah, that's I... that's excellent. I, I, my heart broke. And all it is is a, his face and my heart broke. And I wish more people were talking about him for a nomination for something. Jovan Adepo. Jovan Adepo? Yeah. Okay. He's excellent. Yes. So good. But it's too small of a role it's for him to be nominated for anything. But Margot Robbie is a little disappointing. And this comes from a Margot Robbie fan. I don't think it's that it's disappointing. I think we've seen wild, crazy, like, Margot Robbie already. But and where? so this isn't um, Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. Like, I've never seen either of those. Okay, but I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that we're just, we know it's she's capable yeah. of it. I think if she didn't have those roles, then I might this have found it more refreshing. That's fair. But I, like, I'm used to it, so mm-hmm. whatever. But reading that Emma Stone could have possibly yeah. done it is, I feel like that Disappointing, would have, Emma yeah. Stone would have had a little bit more empathy to, in that role, yeah. I think. Um, I think she would have brought a softness that the role needed. Yes. But also, I think, because there are so many characters, in terms of character development, it there isn't a lot there There's a lot for, for any character, onto. yeah. Yeah, and so I think if they had just edited and maybe focused in on a couple as opposed to so many, yeah. that could have been a really good role. Yeah. Yeah. I also landed on three stars mm-hmm. because, again, there are things I actually really liked about this. It's just the length and the overindulgence. And, like, I do give Damien Chazelle a pass because he made La La Land. Like, sue me. That's my choice. But I think he, I think he has it in him to make an excellent film, and this is just one of those things that, like... There's mastery in certain scenes, mm-hmm. and you can tell that you can you even know where he's going with the other scenes, and you're just like it's just not working, man. Yeah. But like when I see that that opening sequence, that opening party, that whole what he's doing there, it is amazing. Towards the end, it just gets repetitive and overindulgent and all of that, and I think that's the problem: is that this is a man who's so good at restraint that like when you let him out of the bag, I don't think he knew what to do with yeah. it. Yeah. I think he needed a producer to rein him in. Mm-hmm. And I think he might have gotten a little too much carte blanche to do what he wanted. Yeah. And I think someone needed to be like, this isn't making sense right and now. And like, Tobey Maguire is not the producer to do that. Nope. Yeah. And that whole sequence, that entire sequence did not need to be there. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways that that plot line could have been accomplished in such a short period of time. That is one of those things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like it wild for the wild. sake of wild. Yeah. It doesn't, unless there is some like lore we don't know about, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find any. And you know what I think like the ironic thing would be is if Marco Robbie or Brad Pitt were a producer on this film, yeah. I think it would be very different. I think if Brad Pitt was a with producer, producer on this, he's be... actually an excellent producer yes. and I think he would have reined this in. So was Marco Robbie. Margot Robbie's very good too. Yeah. yeah. I, she hasn't produced as much as he has okay. and like acted as much. Like I think Brad Pitt just has more has of the has the experience. his experience yeah. to know. I just think this. If did Toby McGuire produce this? Toby McGuire is a producer. Oh yeah. yeah, he's just not the right person. Yeah, it's be- and like, why would you take out your own scene? Yeah, when that was the necessary exactly. thing to do. Yeah. Whereas Brad Pitt would have known. What Brad to do. and Brad Pitt would have cut himself. Brad Pitt has an Oscar for producing guys. Yeah, yeah. he produced Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, and rightfully so knows what he's doing. Yeah, he also produced Gone Girl. So. I love him so much. <laughs> okay, meet them before we get to our review. Oh. Finish up. What oh was... My gosh. Talk about. Talk yes. about the Christmas movies. Um, I did 25 Days of Holiday Films. Yes. Um, I'm thankful that it that season is over. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't seem to like this like this experience that much. No, um, and also, like, I knew towards the end of the month I would just be so busy with, like, holiday Christmas, stuff yeah. that I picked movies that I've seen before. And I think, like, 
that didn't work to my advantage because if it was something new, then maybe I would be more excited. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, I'll put this on and I'll also get yeah, all this yeah, stuff yeah. done that I need to do as well. So the last bit of it was not as fun. Okay. But what I and with Halloween, I feel like I learned that like a lot of those movies, there was a time and a place for them, yeah. but they're still enjoyable. Yeah. I could not grasp onto the time and place of some of these movies. Yeah. Like, the ones that I felt like were more unconventional, like Batman Returns, yeah. I enjoyed re-watching yeah. that. I enjoyed re-watching Edward Scissorhands. But these last few days, yeah. I watched The Family Stone, which is a very dis- divisive, very divisive holiday movie yeah. on the internet. I am in the camp of it is not a great movie. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't... I guess I can spoil it, right? Oh, yeah. You can spoil it. Because <laughs> I think it's actually supposed to be about, you know, a mother spending her last holiday. Yeah. But they don't focus on that nearly enough as they should. Yeah. I think they tried to make it more of like, this is like a comedy with all these siblings. And aren't you like this with your siblings? Yeah. But it's like, no, that's not what this is. This is about Diane Keaton having cancer. Yeah. And like, I think if they focused in on that more, maybe it would have been a better yeah. film. I also felt that, like, I mentioned this last time, and I'll say it again, it just felt like it was trying to be too, I hate using the word, but, like, woke. Yeah. Like, it really felt like it was trying, you had. Before woke was a thing. Before woke was a thing, but, like, the fact that you had, like, a gay couple, and one of them is a mute, like, he's deaf. deaf. Yeah. And he's married to a black guy and they're adopting a kid. There's just like... It's a lot. It's there. a lot, man. And like, like, we can see what you're doing. You can see. It's just so transparent. Yeah. And that's why I, every time I watch it, and I've seen it a couple of times because I'm always just like, maybe I'm getting it wrong. I'm just like, no, I get Sarah Jessica Parker here and I'm supposed to hate her, but I get it. Well, I think as you get older, you understand her. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I understand where you're coming from and your intention and what you're trying to like talk about. You're yeah. just being talked down to by these like people, people these liberals. Because they think that they're better than Yes, you. exactly. But in the, in the same verse though, I think that whole scene we're talking about, she could have posed her question differently. Differently, for sure. Like, yeah. I get it. But like, again, at the end of the day, I'm just like, she could have posed her question differently. You all didn't have to be you assholes. You didn't have to be assholes. Except yes. for Rachel McAdams because she's supposed to be She's asshole. supposed to be a bitch, yeah. Yeah. But so the rest of you are supposed to be nice, lovely people. So yeah. like, what's going on here? Your role? Your, uh, sorry, your rating. <laughs> my role is... I don't know. I flipped my hair. Uh, Two snowflakes out of five. That sounds right. Then the next night I was meant to watch Eyes Wide Shut, (laughs) but I was babysitting um, and the child I was babysitting is notorious for like waking up in the middle of the night and coming downstairs. And so I just thought that I would be uh, safe and not... Not have to walk into an orgy. Yeah. And I told her parents that I'm saving you future therapy bills. So I instead... (laughs) Watch Jingle All the Way. Wow, that was a change. Well, I thought what's appropriate yeah, yeah, yeah. if she came downstairs, I could say like, oh, yeah. it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger as opposed to, oh, it's just a man in a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just go. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, Jingle All the Way, yeah. which is like so terrible. Yeah. I love Phil Hartman in it. Yeah. I think Phil Hartman is, is a true loss to this world. It makes me sad. And that's it. Yeah. I gave it one and a half snowflakes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Gremlins, which yeah. is always fun. Again, one of the more like unconventional yeah, yeah. ones because it is. It falls under the line of like, is it a horror movie yeah, or yeah. is it a, a Christmas, Christmas movie? movie? Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and I gave that three snowflakes. Okay. Then I watched Love Actually, which is just like sentimental yeah. to me. I know how much you hate it. Yeah. I gave it three and a half snowflakes. And then last night I completed Die Hard. Of course. And Die Hard is like. The definitive Christmas it's, movie. This is such a... It's a great movie. Yeah. And it's so rare to have an action movie yeah. that is so enjoyable. Yeah. For... Uh, universally. Yeah. I think anybody who would watch this... I can't picture somebody watching it and saying like, no, this is boring. Yeah. Or no, this isn't good. Yeah. So I gave it four and a half snowflakes. That's that's it. That's yeah. great. That's also the highest rating by far for any movie. I think you did that not was go above highest. three, three and a half. No. So Home Alone had four snowflakes. Oh right, Home Alone. Home Alone Two: Lost in New York had four as well, um, and then Die Hard has four and a half. Okay. And then my worst was uh, Home Alone Four. Okay. Yeah. But now you're done. Now I'm done. But I'll see y'all on Valentine's Day. Oh. Ooh, a little spoiler hit, alert. Hit, hit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of spoilers, sure. I mean, the movie is like yeah, <laughs> it's like seventy years old. old. Nita, what did we watch this week? This week we watched Ben Hur. Her, her with a U, not yeah. her. All, not Ben Hur, but her. Three hours and forty-five minutes of it. We did. Ben Hur is a long-ass mother effing film, 
And here is the quick IMDb discro of this very long film. Yeah. After a Jewish prince is betrayed and sent into slavery by a Roman friend in first century Jerusalem, he regains his freedom and comes back for revenge. Da -na -na -na. Yeah. So let me tell you how I watched Ben Hur okay. because it will add to the experience. Yes. I watched it on Christmas Eve and what? had no idea that this was about Jesus. What? I had no idea. I had no clue. You've never seen Ben Hur? I've never seen Ben Hur. I thought you had. Have you seen Ben Hur? I've seen parts of it. No, I've never seen any bit of Ben Hur. Oh. So this was a first experience. And when I saw that beginning, yeah. that voiceover when you see uh, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Mary and Joseph until that scene. And I was just like, wait, am I, is this Mary and Joseph? Is this Jesus? Is that, is, like, it was, a mo it was like an epiphany. I was like, the oh. a Muslim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> wearing yeah. a sweatshirt so, right now. It says Istanbul. Um, <laughs> I was so surprised. I did not expect it. And then I was just like, oh, this is a Jesus-y film. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that prepares me. And then it says, like, Ben-Hur, a Christian yes. something. Whatever. Whatever it says. So that was how this experience started. And then I watched it. And then you watched it. Yeah. Did you watch it in one one? Oh, God, no. Okay. Why was that time? Yes. Um, so originally we were meant to record this on Thursday. Yeah. It is now Monday. Monday yeah. Uh, we moved we it moved up it a bit up. so we could watch Tar and enjoy, yeah. you know, life. And so because we were supposed to watch, record on Thursday, I was like, oh, I have tons of time. Yeah. I'm going to spend the weekend, like, doing my Christmas things yeah. with my family. And then we decided yesterday that we were going to record today. Yeah. So I was like, great, I'm going to watch it in one sitting. On Did Monday. you? Yeah, I watched it wow. this, today, this morning. So talk to me about that. <laughs> it was really long. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's almost four hours. I gave myself a break for like to eat. Yeah. And then that time I put on like a reality TV show. Okay. So I was like, if I'm eating, I need to watch something to, I'm yeah. enjoying. Um, but it was really difficult to like sit there and concentrate on for it. For that long, yeah. For that long. Um, but also like today is a holiday yeah. and so like it didn't feel like I was rushed or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it was really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I also, just as an aside, before we get to review the review, this starts, ha it has an overture, mm -hmm. which is very long. Yeah. Like six minutes of to an overture. To the point I thought I like, I broke it. Yeah. Like I didn't, <laughs> it just kept on going. And then there's an intermission. I don't know why these movies have their intermission. It comes at two and a half hours. I'm like, that's not intermission is literally intermission. L learn from the Indian movies yeah. how an intermission works. It is the halfway point. Fifty percent through your film, yeah. you should then put your intermission. Yeah, it's your it's your mid. Even in a script writing convention, it's your midpoint. Yeah. There's a point where you have half a movie, and then you have the other half of the movie. Yeah. It makes so much sense the way India does it. This I'm like, and I expected there to be. So I stopped it right before, not knowing yeah. that 10 minutes later, there was going to be an intermission. And then I was just like, why is this here? So also, the intermission is so long too. It's just, I have. forwarded through I, do, I don't get it anyways. And like, I think they, like West Side Story has that too. They have an overture and a, like an intermission as yeah. well. It's just confusing. But anyways, what are your thoughts? I, <laughs> Okay. Well, this movie is an epic film. Like, yeah. we talked about how Gone with the Wind yes, is epic. Yes. This is a whole new scale mm -hmm. to think about 1959. So yep. this is the last movie of the 50s for yeah. us. Yeah. And to think of, like, where we've come, yeah. it is quite spectacular to yeah. watch. I'm sure watching it on this screen yeah, it was. was, like, I'm not going to lie, yeah. Because I was watching it on, like, a dinky little 55, yeah, yeah. and I was like, okay, like... I can see this. This is, I, this is amazing. Imagine if this was on 100 inches. Yeah. Like, it would be pretty amazing yeah. to see. I just I, do epic films just because they're epic doesn't mean that they're great films. Is and that's I'm a very good question. Yeah. Going with especially because you've just seen like Avatar 2. Mm. I've never seen Avatar or Avatar mm. 2. And so I can't say anything about those. But I feel like there's always this like notion that these great movies that have done stuff technically that have been like so spectacular in like the world of film mm -hmm. are always great films to watch and when I was looking at other people's reviews of this everyone's like it's amazing it's, it's so, so grand, good it's, yeah. awesome. it's like there's nothing about this story that is actually compelling to me as a viewer and I don't know if it's because I'm Hindu and I didn't grow yeah. up with these stories I don't know the lore yeah. and so maybe because I don't have that like that connection with Christianity, mm -hmm. maybe that's why, like, I don't enjoy these tales. But, like, there's nothing here that I was, like, there's a whole population of people who probably would not enjoy this yeah. either. And I think that goes down to what we were talking about, like, a few weeks ago. 
when we reviewed the River Kwai, yeah, about how who makes those lists mm-hmm. and who defines what that is. It's often white people and it's often white critics who are probably Christian. Yeah, and I get it mm-hmm. if you're Christian because my viewing experience was such that like. I feel very similar to you. I think I was watching it and I was just like, I get, this is grand on every level and every scale. And that chariot race is incredible. Incredible. It is incredible filmmaking. Like, it is like five star. It's, I was awed watching it. And I was just like, this is live. Yeah. This is live. Like everything happening is happening to somebody or someone is doing it. It's like, I, it was incredible to watch. And at that point, I was just like, this is a four star film. I'm like totally down. And then we get into the heavy Christianity portion of it mm-hmm. because it starts off with a little Christianity. We have a little in between and then it ends heavy on the Christianity. And it lost me. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was just like, look, and we are different because Hinduism is its own religion. But like Islam is connected to Christianity and mm-hmm. that like Jesus is a, a prophet in Islam. Mm-hmm. So we recognize him as an individual who had an influence in, in like existence, but our stance on who he was is different. We don't believe that he was the son of God, all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to go into that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we do believe in all of that stuff, but this didn't feel like just because I like, just because we believe in Jesus and we believe in like, you know, all of that doesn't mean necessarily that the story connected. Cause it is about Christianity specifically. And I did find it very interesting that, the story is the perspective of a Jewish man, but they are pushing Christianity. Yeah, it's not about Judaism. It's not anyway. about Judaism. And yeah. so that I found very fascinating. Also, William Wyler, clearly a religious man. Yeah. <laughs> because his other two movies that we've watched that also won Best Picture, Miss Miniver and The Best Years of Our Lives, mm-hmm. both have serious undertones. Yes. This is the overtone of overtones. And I was trying to think, does Roman Holiday also have? That's a good question. I would need to rewatch you'd it. Need to, oh my God, you'd have to make that. With yeah. a new perspective yeah. on it. I don't think it does. But I think now with a different perspective, you might see it differently. Because yeah. it was clearly three films and they all have, they all have, talk about Christianity in some way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at the, that last 40 minutes did lose me. Yeah. Especially because I did know when we find out that the mother and daughter have leprosy, I was like, oh, Jesus is going to cure them. <laughs> like, it was very... Bring in Jesus. Bring, yeah. yeah, bring in Jesus. That's how this is going to happen. And fine, that's great as a plot, but it just felt like very... I don't know, something about it felt disjoint to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like I was actually on the ride to follow Ben-Hur through, like, everything, through the trials and his issues with um, the Roman Empire and all of that. And it felt like they were trying to weave in yeah. the Christianity, and it just didn't click. Now, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Um, I have not seen Brahmastra. Okay. But oh, interesting. It is based on Hinduism. Hinduism, right? yeah. yes. You as a Muslim, how did you feel watching that movie? That's a very interesting question, Mita. But like, you have to also remember that, like, as a Muslim Indian watching Bollywood movies all these years, Hinduism has always been at the forefront of yeah. it, right? So. And for our listeners who might not be familiar, Brahmastra is like a movie that came out very recently and it's also an epic movie. An epic movie, yeah. For Bollywood, yeah. I think Brahmastra doesn't work as a film. Like, I talked about it, that like I respect it more than I think it works as a film. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about... Do you feel that same kind of disconnect? I'm trying to think of another movie that might... There is obviously a little disconnect, right? Like, it's impossible Mm -hmm. not to be there. I'm trying to think of another movie. Like, have, what? Joda Akbar. Well, Joda Akbar has a little bit, but Joda Akbar is also Akbar, right? Yeah. Like, there's a part of it that is Akbar. Yeah. And I think Joda Akbar actually manages it really well. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Joda Akbar that is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. They're in, like, the court. And, like, for those of our listeners who don't know, Joda Akbar is about Emperor Akbar and how his married, marriage to Joda Bai was a political uh, alliance between mm-hmm. a Muslim kingdom and a Hindu kingdom and their marriage was not good for a while and his kingdom actually really hated the fact that she was Hindu yeah. and they were Muslim so they're in the kingdom and they're talking about her mm-hmm. and how she's influencing their life and like she shouldn't be there and there's like a back and forth and then through the silence a pudgeon starts to she starts to sing a pudgeon in like the the distance yeah and it like like the wind permeates the con it's it's genius. <laughs> it's so good. And so things like that, I can totally get behind. Because that's a little bit more cinematic than religious. Yeah. 
But like, for me, for some reason, like, Kabi Khushi Kabi Gum is coming to mind. Like that whole scene, like around Diwali, for instance, that mm-hmm. is so, that is heavily Hindu based. Yes. I think that the thing is, though, I'm not Hindu, but I'm Indian. Yeah. So and there, so you, there is that sort of. There is a connection. But the thing, though, is like, I am in, of Indian descent and I am Hindu, but I did grow up in North America where it's yeah. con- predominantly Christian. And so, like, I'm familiar with these things. I celebrate the material aspects of Christmas yes. and the material aspects of, like, Easter and yeah. things. I care not one bit for what's going on yeah. in this movie at yeah. all. But I think the difference is, Mita, it really is a matter of, like, identity, right? Yeah. You are Indian and Hindu. Yeah. You aren't, you are, and you are Canadian, but Canadian isn't Christianity. Yeah, and I also think as a person, I'm not specifically religious. Like, yeah, I think I'm more exactly. spiritual yes. than anything else. Like, I'm not going to, like, use examples of what happened to Ram and Sita and, like, yeah, compare to my exactly. everyday life. Yeah. yeah, like, that's not you. Yeah, so maybe that's why. But I was just, I was curious because, like, Brahmastra is this big epic yeah. film as well that deals with Hinduism, and I'm wondering, does it also sort of alienate an entire culture? I don't think so. I don't think it alienates at all. I will say, like, I don't feel, I never felt alienated by it okay. because it did feel like, I think when we feel alienated Muslims is when the Hindu-Muslim conflict comes in. Okay. And, like, when Muslims are degraded. So and- we watched Padmavat. Exactly. Which clear, like, just There's, displays yes, Muslims in a terrible way. Exactly. Yeah. That is, I think, more frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. And that's a little, you know, upsetting on a different level because you're clearly trying to villainize a whole, you know... A whole religion. A whole religion. And pigeonhole a whole relig- a whole group of people to one idea. Exactly. Yeah. And to one image, even. Yeah. Like, because, you know, Khilji looks like... A rapist. Like the whole yeah. idea is he looks like someone you want to keep away He's from your women. Savage. He's savage. And so like it feeds into that. So that is, I think, more something we connect to. Mm-hmm. But the it's a good question. But I think because we've grown up around Hinduism so much, even just through film, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as disconnected from it. You, Whereas yeah. this felt like this is not for me. Yeah. This really feels like this is not for made for okay. me. And I'm okay with that yeah. because I can recognize the scale and I can I I can recognize the greatness. Yes. I do think that like as a film, as a film about Christianity especially, I get it. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's the greatest film ever made? No. Do I get the appeal of it? Yes. Do I get why it won Best Picture? Yes. Yes. I think it's really interesting. We just had this conversation about Babylon as well, yeah. where it's like Damien Chazelle doing this big grand movie after doing so many small things. And I guess you could say William Wyler is yeah, in that same Yeah, that's life. very true. Like Mrs. Miniver and then, what was the other the one? The Best Years of Our Lives. Oh, God. Yes, that yeah. one. <laughs> no, you Wait, no, Best, we, best no, Years of Our Lives is sorry, good. Sorry, yeah. I'm mixing it up with How Green Was My Valley. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. You did not like that one. <laughs> these titles. I know these titles. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I like both of those movies, but they are much smaller, similar to like scale, A Whiplash yeah. and A La La Land. Yeah, that's very true. And, and this is has, his, yeah. And, but it's so amazing to think that somebody who directed those two smaller films would be able to do this epic. Yeah. Because it, it really is quite... On every level. Yeah. Let me just read to you the IMDb trivia about Ben-Hur. Just one piece. Mm-hmm. The chariot race required 15,000 extras. Shit. On set, constructed on 18 acres of backlot outside of Rome. Tour buses visited the set every hour. 18 chariots were built with half being used for practice. The race took five weeks to film. That's incredible. And that sequence, yeah. that sequence as I watched it, I was completely in awe and completely sold by it. And then extremely angry. That it came so long into the film to get no oh, i was okay. more angry <laughs> very very different anger we could get to your we anger in a minute angry. we were both angry yeah. that sequence is incredible it is just it is awe-inspiring to watch because it is live you know what isn't live mitha effing avatar <laughs> and it made me just realize that like i think movie magic can be two different things and i think there is something to be said about computer generated magic because mm-hmm. that is in and of itself very impressive yes you know what's more impressive this Yes. You know, like 15,000 extras, five weeks. There's how many horses? There's like a shot of uh, Ben-Hur and Masala. I heard someone on the internet call him Masala. Masala. 
It's not. Him, yeah. <laughs> side by side, with the eight horses in front in their race, yeah. and in front of them, a body is being picked up. Yeah. I'm like, someone could die, die filming this. Well, watching it, I was like, oh, wow. Like, Isn't it amazing what we just saw Babylon, which yes. shows you yes. what physically went into yes. actually making these yes. movies? I mean, yeah, it's like 20 years beforehand, yeah. but... I don't think they were that far along in the fifties no. to still be able to like. It's wild. Like yeah. watch Babylon for that about yeah. like the history of Hollywood because yeah. it is quite interesting. But to know like what physically went into actually filming these scenes yeah. and the fact that it takes like five weeks to be yeah. able to get maybe like ten minutes, it's ten minutes of film. Yeah, it's amazing. Whereas like why why did Avatar take James Cameron thirteen years to make? Why yeah. is it taking him so much longer? And you can't. Fine, there's movie making magic in the like animated versions of it and all, mm-hmm. but you cannot deny that I remember in film school, one of my teachers said there's nothing more real than real. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly it. You can tell this is real. You can tell those are not it's not computer generated background. Yeah. It's not it's not special effects. That sequence where the Messiah I gotta look up his name because like we gotta reference him a lot. Give me a second. I, sh- I remembered it and then I forgot it. Masala. It is Masala. It is M-E-S-S-A-L-A. But he said it funny. Masala, yeah. So, <laughs> or it's like Masala or something. Anyways, yeah. when his when his chariot crashes and he falls and the horses go on top, like when he goes through that accident, I literally like sat up. I was like, how did they do this? Yeah. How did they physically do this? This man could have died doing this. It's incredible cool. to watch. It is absolutely incredible. Somebody probably did die. Someone probably got really <laughs> hurt doing it. Yeah. Like th- there is it was it was wild to experience. It really is something else. And if you were a fan of like filmmaking and that kind of like energy, it this this is a movie yes, to experience that with. This is for the buffs. Like it the is real for the buffs, buffs. Yeah. yeah. Who can appreciate the fact that like this is made by people. Mm-hmm. It's made by real people. And it's not a green screen. It's like it I it's one person I listened to when they reviewed it was like you can't compare this to what Marvel films are today no. and Marvel would not be able to do this because of like liabilities yes, and things exactly, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly fine for like good so, like, reasons yay for but, human like, rights yeah, but, yeah, um, but like, you no. can't have a real chariot race <laughs> yeah it made me it reminded me that like look I think it's film advances I think there's a place for special effects and all of that but like we have to there has to be a balance and I think I was watching, I just told you that you should watch an Indian movie, Gangu Bai Kathiawadi. Yeah. And there's a sequence in it where there's a dance that takes place on a street and it's a beautiful sequence and it looks completely real. Yeah. And then you watch the making of sequence mm-hmm. and that set is completely constructed. Those extras are all real people, except in the very back mm-hmm. to give depth into the street. There's a slight green screen. Oh. That's it. Just to complete it. Just to give it a little bit and that's more. That's what it should. Be. That's exactly what it should be. Yeah. I. That's exactly how it should be used to just round things out. Yeah. Fine. You don't need to build a street and build like alleyways and like. Fine. The sun might not set the way you want, so let's get a little assistance. I think there needs to be more actual like human magic in yes. films moving yes. forward, and less like technological magic. Because it comes off on screen. Like yeah. that song in Gangubai is electric. Mm-hmm. It's electric to watch. Nothing in Avatar is electric. Yeah. Nothing feels as potent, as real, as like, you're not, I think that's the disconnect is that it just feels hollow. It feels like you're watching like a video game or something like that. Just that human connection is gone. Mm -hmm. And that I don't think we can lose from filmmaking. I think we're like at a point where we could lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dangerous because movies are not just about... They're not just about what's on screen. What makes a movie good is, again, just to come back to it, the, the Jack and Rose of it all. Yeah, You're watching it's Titanic. Story. It's the story. It's that chemistry. It's those characters. Mm-hmm. And I hope we aren't getting to a place where, like, Avatar is going to become the future of filmmaking because it would he, be so disappointing. He cannot win this year. I don't like, think I he just, will. Uh, yeah. Because I, just looking at what the two, like, is um, Banshee still frontrunner? No, everything, everywhere, all at once is the front runner. Okay, so a movie that does have technological yeah. marvel, yes. but at the heart of it is a story. Yeah, like that is what's important. Yeah. So okay, I'm still rooting for that. But even like in comparison, Banshees does not have the, any technology in it. 
Or if it does, it uses it the same way Gungubai Gungubai does. does, Right? right? It's more about the human experience. Yes. And like the actual connection and you're using real people to do it. I think that's important that we continue to do that and still have movies like that. Exactly. Like I'm not saying that like if we redo the sequence in Ben-Hur that you need to hire 15,000 extras to do it. Mm. I'm saying, hey, maybe when you do it, the extras could be green screened. But I would love to see the horses and the chariots and the race still be real. Real and actually doing that. I only saw Gladiator when I was a kid. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering, do you know if Gladiator was real people? I think it was half and half. Half, yeah. It wasn't all. I'm sure it was a combination of that was, I feel like, the time where they started to get better at creating crowds. Okay. We'll yeah. get there. But even something like, I was talking about this when I, with a friend who was talking about Avatar, about how, like, even Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. that is so special effects heavy, mm-hmm. He went to freaking New Zealand to film it, though, live on location. Like, yeah. a lot of that is still real people in real places doing real things. Even, like, the things. height differences between yes. a hobbit and a real person, he didn't green screen he any didn't green of that. He didn't green screen any of that. Kate Blanchett was talking about that yeah. in her one-on-one with Michelle Yeoh, yeah. and how they were saying that, you know, directors like that, it's important to do that. It's important to do that because yeah. your audience can feel it. Mm-hmm. Whether they know how it's done or not, that's not the point, but they can feel that something that intangibility about it they can tell yeah and for me i do feel like i wasn't connected to this film emotionally but the movie making magic was that's what really really took me away it really took me away yeah yeah very similarly to like gone with the wind where i like i did connect with scarlet i did like the the characters this fine i didn't have that but really the it's hard to deny the spectacle of this. Yeah. It's, there's no denial there. There's no denial there. I do want to go back to religion. Oh, please. I have to t- check my notes. What did I write? I wrote something. Right. Is there a space in today's world mm. for religious epic films? And the only thing I could think of recently that did not do well. Like, I know they did remake Ben-Hur in, like, 2016. Yeah, something like that. But I don't that. think anybody no. watched it. No. And um, you shouldn't be remaking this. No. Absolutely Leave not. Leave it as Leave it me. as is. Yeah. Because it does still work six, It totally works. Later. For what it is, it absolutely yeah. works. But the one that came to mind was Mary Magdalene with Rudy yeah. Mara. And, like, I don't think anybody saw that. I don't... Yeah. I think the last or one... Or Passion that, of the Christ was the only other thing I That was the of. thing. But pa- And Passion of the Christ worked as how. so divisive. So divisive, but it did make money. Yeah. But Mary Magdalene is an example of a film that did not make money. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a... I think there is... There in is North a, America. Because there, obviously in Bollywood it works. It's <laughs> very like, different. Religion is very different okay. in India, right? Yeah. It's very different here because we're a part of a secular society. Whereas India, while it is a secular society, is still very heavily rooted in religion. Yeah. I think there is, a, there is an audience for it. Because there are like Christian-based films, right? There mm-hmm. are... There are... They come out every now and then. You see... Some movie about a miracle or something yes. like they are. They do exist and they do make money, but I don't think on the scale of Ben Hur. Right. Well, the only thing that that well, like when I was thinking about it more, it was just like this kind of a story doesn't connect with me because of how biblical it yeah. is. But something like Mother does really attract me. Yeah. That it does have biblical stories like connotated with it, and that is actually more enjoyable to watch now. Than something absolutely, like that. and yeah. even something like The Exorcist, which yeah, is about re- exactly. but The Exorcist is more about religion, religion I'd say, than about Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. In the same way that Mother is about the Bible, yeah, and less about Christianity. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you, and that's a I very see, subtle yeah. difference, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the specificity of these movies about being about about Jesus, about a time in like real history, whereas Mother is kind of a, it's a parable. I was somebody. I read a review where somebody was comparing the second Avatar to the story of Jesus. Mm. Is it at all? Not even kind of. Not even kind. Okay, then never mind. That's a terrible review of it. Yeah, that's it. Like this is like Jesus. That's not. (laughs) But I don't know much about Jesus. There's other movies that have done that about like you know men who have brought things and been like crucified and all of that and. This is Avatar's not it. That's a terrible example. Someone's trying to make Avatar some trying trying to make fetch happen. It's not. Okay, Gretchen. <laughs> I just want to go back to Best Picture. Yes. Because other nominees yeah. were Anatomy of a Murder. I love it. The Diary of Anne Frank. Okay. The Nun Story uh-huh. and Room at the Top. Have you seen any of these? Anatomy of a Murder. I've never seen Anatomy of a is Murder. Is it James Stewart? I feel like it is. It has an amazing poster. 
Can you show me the poster? Yeah, it's James Stewart. Yeah. No, I haven't seen this. Uh, a very famous poster, but I have not seen this. But I, it, it's a great title, though, too. Is it Alfred? No. No, no, Otto, no. It has an Alfred-like title. It has an Alfred-like title, yeah. yeah. And Diary of Anne Frank is, you know, Diary of Anne I mean, Anne it's Frank. Anne Frank. It's Anne Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> I, don't I, think you're I don't think you're laughing at Anne I'm not Frank. laughing at her. Yeah, it's just like the obviousness it's of it. Like, like, yeah. I have a giggle. That's yeah. all. Yeah, none of these you can't compare. No. This, like, this is the movie. This it's, is best picture yeah. winner. Yeah. And it should be. It should be. Yeah. yeah. It is epic. How do you feel about before we get to our individual reviews about the greatness of it though? Like all things considered, all conversation, all experience aside, do you still think it's a great film? It's a hard question because I really do, like, when it comes to reviewing or thinking Mm -hmm. about, like, am I going to watch something again? That emotional connection is really important to me, and it does really lie in story. Like you said more recently, like, if a movie doesn't have a good story, it's just not going to work. You can have the best actors in the world. You can have the best set design, Mm -hmm. costumes, everything. But it's really all falls on the hands of the story and its writer. And, like, while I'm sure for Christians, this is, like... Pretty great, pretty yeah. spectacular. For me, like I have a hard time. I watched it today, and yeah. I can't go through the story and like tell you really yeah. what happened because I'm also confused by some of the characters yeah, and the absolutely, things that are happening. Yeah. And so I do think it is an epic film mm-hmm. in terms of like what it did for motion pictures and the presentation yeah. itself. But it doesn't like if I'm gonna choose a movie for me that's supposed to be best picture, I wouldn't choose this. Okay. Yeah. Personally. Personally. But you understand why. I won. understand why. Yeah. That's yeah, it wouldn't be your vote, but if it won. It's kinda like me and La La Land and Moonlight. Yeah. Like I would vote for La La Land, but seeing Moonlight win, I was just like, okay. That makes sense. Totally understand. Go totally for behind it. the swing. Yeah. Yeah. Just not what I would have voted for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. What about you? Yeah, same. I get the I get the greatness of it. I do. I just didn't connect with it the same way. And there were things about this that are really surprising, though. Like, there's some plot points that I thought there was a time where there's specifically one example where... Oh, oh, there's another thing I want to talk about. There's specifically a time where Masala is at his home and he's just with the other, like, guards. And then all of a sudden, Ben-Hur shows up. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times in movies where plot points are dragged out. This didn't drag out anything. It warranted its time because it is a lot of story and they fill it in. But things, plot moves very quickly in this, actually, which is surprising. And I think there's things about it, even though the story didn't connect, but I I, I was genuinely like, oh, like we're moving, we're doing, things are moving very quickly. Oh, it's been three years since you've been on this boat. Like, (laughs) and I didn't have to watch it happen. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're getting away from the guards right now. I didn't, like so many things I just wasn't prepared for. And I think that was really nice to experience. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to talk about mm. is the homoerotic subtext, because <laughs> it is so obvious. That lies, like, in all, like, religious yeah, films. Yeah, religious films. <laughs> but the one thing I did notice was it's heavily on Masala, mm. right? Masala is not married. Yeah. He's only linked to uh, Ben, her sister, briefly, because she likes him. But not because he's into her. But not because he's into her. There's no talk of him being married, no talk of any woman. There's... Oftentimes, he's with other men. That sequence in the bathhouse, there's, like, all of this, like, again, is he gay? And then are you saying, at the time, is he the bad guy and he's gay? Gay? I, well, I think that's just where their mindset was. At the time. Yeah, at the time, time, anybody who was... The Arab guy was also a white man in brown face. So, like, let's all point that out. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, and I'm not hating on it, because I get at the time, this is just what it was. Mm -hmm. It's not right, but it was what it was. That was just where we were in history. I'm just wondering, where is this conversation now, though? Nobody brings that up. Right? Nobody says anything. No. And, like, even, like, something like Spartacus. Yeah. It's quite evident. It's quite evident in Spartacus. But, like, people don't make a bigger deal out of it. No. Except for the gays. The gays love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it is. Or that one scene in Clueless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't as sexual as Spartacus. No. Like, the subtext in Spartacus is like, this is just porn. <laughs> like, this is really, like, that's what we're trying to do. This is a lot subtler, but it's clear that's kind of where this is going. And I just found that very interesting because there's a concerted effort. He, They never talk about his marriage. They never talk about him with women. He's always around men. He is wearing these, you know... <laughs> 
He's showing it. He's showing it. These revealing Roman clothes. Yeah. He's very good looking. Yeah. There's a lot of things that make you believe that like, oh, he's probably meant to be gay. Yeah. And he's just not. Hiding it. Hiding it. Yeah. For <laughs> him. Do you have sequel ideas, Mitha? <laughs> I don't know. What comes after Jesus? <laughs> what comes after Jesus? Jesus, the sequel. Jesus, the sequel. <laughs> um, no. The New Testament. That would be. I guess that's what it is, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. That's what the new, anyways. Wait, this is all Old Testament stuff, I right? Think so. I don't know I don't the know. Bible. We need an expert. I'm sorry. Should I yeah. call my friend? No, from... you're fine. I, I, can I tell you about an experience I had in high school? Yeah. I had a friend, a close friend, like mm-hmm. a, she's probably one of my best friends in high school, mm-hmm. was very religious, very Christian. And now when I look back at it, I think there were a lot of times in our friendship she did try to convert you to save me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give your rating? I no, you're going first. Am I going first? Yeah, you did the plot description. No, but I also did the first for Gigi. No, no. you did. Oh, okay. I did. It's not prepared for this. Oh my god, what am I gonna Hoy. say? Hoy. <laughs> okay, Ben. I mean, I could go for Ben Hur. No, it's okay. Okay. Ben Hur is regarded as one of the best pictures ever made. Mm-hmm. I understand that it's a great epic. I understand after seeing it, it's a great experience. I'm also really glad I saw it. Yeah. Because again, there's so many movies on these lists that like I would just never sit down to be like, today's the day I watch Ben-Hur. <laughs> but being forced to watch Ben-Hur, like same thing with like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. My dad loves Lawrence of Arabia. He's like, you should watch it. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm just, I haven't. Well, we're going to. We're go- but we're going to. Yeah. And so like that, and same with like Gone with the Wind. And I love Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. right? So like, I'm really glad to be watching these movies that I never really would have sat down to watch. I'm never going to watch this again. It's just not my thing. If I'm recommending movies to, like, my, my kids or stuff in the future, it's just not going to be, like, front of mind. Yeah. But I'm really glad I did get the opportunity to watch it because it is incredible filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It is, like, truly, truly incredible filmmaking. And it is something I think I will, I will use as an example when I'm fighting people who like Marvel. Because oh. I, think, I think people don't understand what filmmaking was. Yeah. I really, truly think that we are at a generation where we take special effects for granted Mm -hmm. and the expectation of special effects in movies like this, these big action movies. But there was a time where everything was real. And when you watch this and experience it and you're like, wait, but all of this is real. there's, There's a shift in how you perceive cinema and how you experience it because you're like, it's hard to watch this and then go back to something you know is computer generated. Yeah. It just doesn't feel the same. And I'm not saying that we, there's no place for Marvel movies, but I am saying that in The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan flipped an 18-wheeler. Yeah. That is not special effects. Yeah. And you feel that. Can I add something to yeah. this? If you are like questioning what Nadim just said, watch Babylon and watch the Fablemans. Yeah. Because they show you what it was like during those time periods yeah. to actually make movies. Yeah. To what that actually is like. And I think having seen those this year yeah. has kind of changed my perspective a little bit while watching these movies. Yeah. yeah. I just don't have the same, you know, when you watch these Marvel movies, it's all possible. You know what I mean? Like, the world is your oyster. And that's great that we can make blue people in Avatar and then, like, something like Doctor Strange can exist. It's amazing that you can do that. Mm -hmm. But, like, once you've seen it once, it's enough. Right? If I could watch this sequence in the the chariot race sequence in Ben-Hur be replicated over and over again because it's never going to look the same. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's never going to look the same. It's never going to be directed the same. It's always going to be something different. But that se- those sequences in Doctor Strange probably all going to be variations on a theme. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. It's not human. It doesn't feel human. It feels disconnected. It feels like a computer generated it. And it has. So I think this experience was really good for me in terms of that, in terms of like a filmmaker and in terms of someone who really loves the art of film. Mm-hmm. This is really like watching these movies is... It's, it's truly, it's lovely to like experience that because I grew up in a time where special effects is just taking over everything. Yeah. And I think an argument can be made about like, but what about animated films? Animated films are in their own world. I'm not trying to pretend that everything that happens in The Incredibles is human. It's an animated film. The Incredibles yeah. is an incredible film yeah. for that reason. I'm supposed to think these avatars are real. <laughs> and that's the difference. That's the difference. That's yeah. really the difference. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm meant to think this is actually happening. And it just kind of takes away from it all. It just doesn't feel, and I, I'm sad that like we're approaching a time where things are going to start to change. Like I feel like 
the golden era, we are past it. Mm -hmm. And now as we approach the 60s, like we're still far away from special effects, but like I think we're going to see that change happen. And I think special effects really should be restrained to enhancing and not becoming the movie. Interesting. I I think that's my thing. And I think while watching it, it was that was really the experience I had. And find the story about Jesus I didn't connect with and all of that. But this was movie making magic. And I felt like I watched something of substance because of that. Yeah. So my rating oscillated between four and three and a half because the movie making is incredible, but like I didn't connect with it. So right now I'm gonna settle with three and a half. Okay. I'm gonna see how I feel later though. Okay. That's me. There you go. Mm -hmm. My turn? Yes. Okay. Um, so I have seen Ben Hur in parts before, mm-hmm. like I've caught it on TV and like watched things. So I have, I've, I've seen the horse chariot yeah. before. I've seen like the epicness of this. So yeah. I didn't, like while it is, it, it is amazing to watch, yeah. regardless of how many times you've seen it, it is spectacular. But I didn't have that like same emotional connection I did the first time I yeah. saw it. The first time you see it, it's like, it's pretty. It's impressive. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. This experience for me though, now having have watched it from start to finish, because mm-hmm. it was always disjointed before i'm actually glad i did watch it in one go Mm -hmm. because i think if i had stopped halfway point i don't know if there would have been anything to entice me to continue other other than than this podcast yeah um especially because i've seen the exciting moments of it before which i think says more about it as a film Mm -hmm. um than it does the actual like experience of it but i will say like watching it start to finish i did start to explore a little bit more about Mm -hmm my feelings of religion, where I kind of sit with that. I ha- I feel like I had great questions for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, and just, I think the movie does actually, like, poise people to think about those sorts mm-hmm. of things if they don't necessarily understand yes, what's going yeah. on or, like, relate to Christianity in any way. And I think that in itself is probably the film's purpose, too. Yeah. I think maybe they were pitching towards an audience of, like, mainly white people. And so, like, they knew that this was going to go. But I'm yeah. sure William Wyler had great intentions yeah. as well to, like, want to show people, like, yeah. this is an epic religious story. Yeah. And I also think it is great that we do have this because in today's world, you probably wouldn't be able to make something like this. There would be too much divisiveness between religions. There would be so much, even like with Passion of the Christ, there was so much drama drama around making that film and then that film being, I've never seen it, so I don't know if like the, is it good? It's hard to review the Passion of the Christ because there was so much Much drama, drama. Mita. Like (laughs) it was so drama at the time. Mm And I've only ever seen it the one time, like when it came out in theater. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, this is okay. Mm. But aside from the extreme violence, which was the people's concern, I just didn't, I don't know. know I I don't connect to religious movies. Yeah. And that's what I've learned in this experience too. It's just, it's not there for me. Like, and I'm curious now I do want to see Brahmastra because I'm wondering if like that. That'll feel different. That'll feel different for me just because I know those stories a little bit better. Like I didn't know these these kinds of stories. I don't want to interrupt. I do want to say though, just to clarify, there hasn't really been Islamic movies made. Yeah. So it's hard for me to have that. that like whether that's a thing there are a bunch of middle eastern shows mm-hmm. big shows there's one called ertugal that's on or ertugal i don't really know it's like i think turkish and it's on netflix and it's huge and it's about like the ottoman empire and like things like that. i don't know the specifics but there are shows like that and i just have no inclination to watch them and it's not about like is it about allah and stuff well like it's that? about islam like okay. it's about parts of it it's not about like the big story of like islam but okay. it is about people, like real people who are within Islam. Oh, so there's, okay. there's a religious connection and to you it. Just don't, because in a lot of ways, religion is boring. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think this is a boring film, no. though. But I'm also wondering, I'm saying this now because it's 2022, and like watching something like this and knowing how it was yeah. made and that it's real people and they didn't have all this technology behind them. Would I have said the same thing in 1959? No. Me? No. No, because that's what it was. It was expected. Yeah. It was like, okay, great. And maybe I wouldn't appreciate all the hard work that went into it because there also wasn't IMDb after. <laughs> but I think at the time, if you were watching it, you would still be like, this is amazing. Yeah. It's still amazing to watch, I think, in 1959 because it is like, it is still on screen and your only expectation is that that's real. Yeah. Like you'd have nothing to compare it to, but mm-hmm. it's still amazing to see. Back to my review. Yes, back to your review. <laughs> Sorry. 
So I, I am glad that I saw it start to finish mm-hmm. because I think it can be done. You can yeah. give yourself a break before the actual intermission as well and like eat something and yeah. watch like family karma in between. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And it was still enjoyable. Like I I'm, like I don't know if I understood the story so much more. I think mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed the actual experience of the movie mm-hmm. and getting to see that on a screen. Yeah. That wasn't like just flipping through channels one yeah. day and like watching something. I guess where I land, it's hard to decide because, like, connection is so important to me. I'm a cancer son, and I need to, like, feel something when I watch it. And aside from, like, the epicness of this movie, I don't feel anything about it. I'm not, like, in love with anything. I'm going to land at a three. And all three of those stars are for the, like, blood, sweat, and tears that go into, like, making this film. Yeah. Because it really is a marvel in that, yeah. right? Um, and, like, Marvel shouldn't even have the name Marvel when it comes to watching films like this back then yeah. because, like, it's it's crazy. But I'm also glad that I have recently watched movies where they're actually showing you yeah. what it took. What went into it. What went into it because there's so much more of an appreciation yeah. on my end now. So I'm going to land with three. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. That was Ben-Hur. I thought this would be more homework than it was. I'll say that too. Yeah, I will say that. It I... didn't feel as like homeworky. Mm-hmm. I was actually like I did enjoy it. I didn't have the five star connection I kind of, like I would expect from something like this, but I was like I didn't feel like homework. I was actually enthralled and intrigued, and then at some points, completely in awe. It is long though. Without saying, yeah, it's so long. It warrants its length. Yeah. But it's long. But it's long. We're very long today. Yeah. So we're just going to run into the game without a segue. Okay. Mita. Yes. I would like you to connect. Oh boy. I've decided. Yeah. Now you can continue to do this. Okay. I think it would be fun to, yeah. for the next few weeks, to connect all our best picture hopefuls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. So you asked me to uh, connect that thing you do to Tar. No. No. The White, the white Lotus. Lotus to Tar. Yeah. Which I did. And I would like you to connect. There's one extremely simple way to do this. Okay. I'd like you to connect Tar uh-huh. to what we just watched, Babylon. Babylon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did you already do it? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to change no, it. No, no, no. I got it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> well, time starts now. Um, Kate Blanchett is in Tar, who's in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt, who's in Babylon. But you can give me another one if you'd like. No, because I don't want to waste them. What? Just do it for fun. Okay. Fine, me that it in six seconds, so that's garbage. Because <laughs> I thought about it, and I was just like, maybe. Because sometimes you, you sometimes can I forget, forget, right? I legit forget. You forget. Okay, so now you're going to connect Tar mm-hmm. to everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. That's a harder one. It is a harder one. Time starts now. Okay. <sighs> and we can I still think... use Babylon in the future. Okay. Okay, I want to go with Jamie Lee Curtis. I think that that's a good way to go. I okay. feel like that's a good way to go. And then maybe we can go from Jamie Lee. Okay, how am I doing this? Kate Blanchett, let's think. Okay. Um, nope. And I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. Who's in Lord of the Rings? Is there a Bruce Willis in Jamie seconds. Lee Curtis movie? Oh, 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 oh. No, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> um... Why can I think of anything else right now? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, Ten boy. seconds left. I don't think I'm going to get there. It's hard. This is a hard one. It's a hard one. Did you figure out one? I'm trying to think. Oh. I do think <laughs> you're... That's one minute. I think you're stuck on Kate Blanchett. Yeah. But you forget it's directed by Todd Fields, who directed mm-hmm. Little Children with Kate Winslet. Okay. And then In the Bedroom with Sissy Spacek and Marissa Tomei. So you have okay. more option. So then let's do that. And I'll okay. Okay. Now I have Try it again, okay. yeah. So Kate Blanchett is in Tar, which yeah. is directed by Todd Beals, yeah. who directed In the Bedroom, yes. which stars Marissa Tomei, yep. who is in a Marvel of Marvelous movies. <laughs> who's in Marvel movies. F in Marvel movies. Marvel movies. There's a connection there with Chris Evans. Yeah. Who is Captain America, who is in Knives Out with Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. who is in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Isn't Michelle Yeoh in The Eternals? She's in um, Shang-Chi. But so then, oh, but then is there no connection? There's between, no connection okay. between Aunt May and Shang-Chi. Okay. But Aunt May is in, let's say, Avengers, Avengers Civil War. Yeah. And Chris Evans is in okay, Avengers Civil War. Or Captain America Civil War. There you go. There you go. There you go. 
Kate Blanchett, I, I think it's easy to get caught up on Kate Blanchett. She's so much. She's so much. And yeah. then I was like, Ocean's 8. All the women in Ocean's 8. Who can I get? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was good. There we go. Kimitha, now we move on to yeah. the 60s. Oh so my gosh. next week's movie is meant to be uh-huh. The Apartment. Yes. But Mita and I have actually already watched The Apartment in one of our episodes and we reviewed it. You can go back and check that out. Season one. Season one. So now we have four options to choose from. We have The Alamo, Elmer Gantry, Sons and Lovers, and The Sundowners. And I have never heard of a single one of these movies. Neither have I. So we've seen none none of these movies. So Mita and I are going purely based on a random generator. We've assigned a number between one and four to each of the other four nominees. And now we're going to let the internet do its job. I'm so scared. I know. So (laughs) here we go. We're watching number three. Which is? Sons and Lovers. Whoa. Let's make sure we can watch that. (laughs) Yeah. We forgot to check that part. Just watch. You can rent it. Oh, 18A. Whoa. (laughs) Yes, you can rent it. Doesn't have the best uh, Rotten Tomato score. But that's what the world gave us. So that's what we're going to watch. Sons and Lovers versus The Apartment. And then the week after that. Oh, things get really interesting, actually. But that's the future. Yeah. Future us. That's future us. Present us, Mita. Do you have any parting words? I do, Nadim. Let me pull them up. <laughs> we will rise again. It's good. Yeah. I like it. It's we good. will. I looked up to God while I said it. Good. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... Sons, Sons and, and Lovers. lovers. <laughs> Let's find out what that's about. Yeah. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.